you know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly... Uh, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day. Mm. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever35, a podcast 
all about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dory Shafrir. And we are not experts. No, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. You can visit our website, forever35podcast.com, for links to everything we mention on the show. You can follow us on Twitter, where we don't tweet, at forever35pod. On Instagram, where we do gram, at forever35podcast. And you can join the Forever 35 Facebook group, where the password to join is serums. Yes. Um, Also, on our Shop My Shelf, you can shop our favorite prods, and that is at shopmyshelf.us slash forever35. You can also sign up for our newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter, and call or text us at 781-591-0390. You can also email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. My skin has been feeling a little dry because I've been using my tretinoin two times a week. Uh, And I just sprayed on this 107 Dewy Glow Serum Mist to kind of hydrate my skin. And it feels very nice. I don't know if you heard me misting in the background, everybody, but you know what? That's (laughs) I can do that on this podcast. You can. This is a mist-friendly podcast. Yes. And uh, we love all mists here. All mists are welcome, whether it's just a water mist or you're doing a serum mist. Whatever you bring to the table is fine with us. (laughs) Kate, Mm -hmm. you have a surprise for me. Let's talk about this. Okay. Well, after so many guests and you for years reiterating the importance, the value, the meaning, the joy of a a one-line-a-day journal, I revisited my commitment to a a one-line-a-day journal. Now, I did something that that I typically do, which is I had to buy a brand new one. I had one that I tried and I didn't, it was too, it was very big and I never, I never stuck with it. But I went back and I bought another one, a tinier one, which I think is the one that you have, the kind of like the one I think that you see the most. And yes, I bought yes, myself yes. I bought myself a one line a day journal and I have been doing it in secret. Wow. Not very long, not very long, wow. but just trying to see if the practice sticks. So for about a week and a half, two weeks, I have been doing <gasps> wow, a Kate, one. I can't believe you've been keeping this for me. Well, I wanted to make sure I was doing it. And then I thought, you know, it would be more, it's very me to buy something use it once and and talk about it on the podcast and then never use it again. And I don't want Mm. to do that. So I'm really trying Mm. to see if Mm -hmm. this is something I can stick with. Um, And in addition, I also bought myself a very simple gratitude journal. Okay. Um, And I had to do some digging to kind of find the most basic one I could find. And it's very simple. You just date it. You write, you know, you jot off a few uh, little, you know, bits of things that you're grateful for. And I've also been doing that this for the last, you know, week and a half, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had been feeling, it's called the One Minute Gratitude Journal. We'll, we'll link to both of these things, as we mentioned. Um, you know, the last, the last month, let's say, have been especially heavy, I think, f- with not necessarily in my 
personal life, but in my kind of life as a human being and an American um, with the decision coming about Roe being overturned with um, the, you know, the shooting of black Americans in Buffalo, the shooting of children in Uvalde, Texas. Like it's just been a really heavy, heavy time as an American person. So the gratitude journal has been very interesting to sit with, you know, like, and and there's a, it's, I'm glad I'm doing, sorry, I'm, I'm going on a bit of a tangent here. Is that okay? Yeah. I am glad I'm doing both because I appreciate the space for gratitude, but the one, and I think it is a really valuable practice as I've talked about here. It's something that I have done on and off for a few years now, but the one thing I don't like about it is that it's not a record of everything, right? So yes. within these really heavy sorrow filled days, it's allowing me to reflect on whatever little bits of joy I can pull from them. Mm -hmm. which is really great, which I appreciate so much. But also I do appreciate the one line a day journal for giving me space to be like, you know, to really document things in my own life and things that are going on in the world. And it's not a ton of space, but I know that you've mentioned this, like you can, you can really get a lot out there in just a few lines. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do, I do like the one line a day journal also just for that reason. It's like, you can usually, there's usually only space to kind of talk about like a moment of the day. I will occasionally like try to note like things that have been going on in the news or like how I've been feeling about them. But like, it's usually not like the place to reflect deeply on things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I have a journal where I do sometimes like scribble for pages, but I'm not very consistent with it. So I, I am enjoying this. I will say the one thing that I did to really make space for these journals is that I cleaned out my bedside table and I bought organizing little like bins that fit into my very tiny bedside table. And I have organized the crap out of my bedside table so that the, the these two journals can fit inside the drawers because it's a very small bedside table. And what I do is like stack everything on top, which makes the whole, it's all unusable. And like, I don't want to take anything off because it's like playing Jenga with all the items on your bedside table. Mm -hmm. But I found some really great little organizing bins. And so oh, good. Yes, my, my bedside table looks amazing. Oh like gosh. I've never, it's so nice. It's like I was able to put Trader Joe's peonies in a little a vase on what? top of my bedside table. Yeah, I have flowers. What? Every night I've been going to bed like filled with despair and then I see these peonies and they they just bring me like a little bit of like ah, you know, like a little bit you of know, Kate, I I also have Trader Joe's peonies in my house right now, but they're not on my bedside table because they would not fit there. Well, Trader Joe's peonies are like they are so good this year. I don't. They're so it's like, good. They're like magic touched with magic. Yeah, they're beautiful. So it's like if they you, they knew we needed them to be really good right now. Yes, if you're a Trader Joe's, if you live near a Trader Joe's and they have peonies, get them. Yeah, they're like so huge right now. They're almost. I, sometimes I look at them and I'm like, are these really peonies? <laughs> I don't know. Mine <laughs> yeah. are wild. 
<coughs> yeah, so mine like really with mine me. really kind of like exploded like right away. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So that's what's new here, Dory. I've just been trying to kind of document, trying to grat. Do you know, okay. just trying it's and and I will say you were right as usual, but I get into bed, I put on my giant LED light face mask. And I do my two journals and they are so quick because the gratitude journal is very easy too, that it's just like, it's a f- less than five minutes. Oh, I love I, it. I like that too. And then I read my book about alien pirates and I go to sleep. That sounds ideal. I love the alien pirates are, they're so, I love them. I love are these they, pirates. Have, is this separate from... The Ice Planet Barbarians? It's in the same galaxy, Dory. It is. Okay. It's the same author, um, but these are different characters. The original aliens that I was reading, they were not pirates. They were very, very like uh, morally and ethically <laughs> black and white, those, those aliens. These aliens are pirates, but they're also really good guys. Got it. Okay. I, I am Thank really, you. I might only read books from now on about aliens and orcs. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of who I might be now. Okay. I mean, look, you just have to become your true authentic self. I really believe it. And that's, that is me. That is me right now. Anyway, how have you been getting through? What's going on over there? What do you need? What can we talk about? What can we help you with? <laughs> Thank you, Kate. I mean, I think like, like, everyone else like you, like probably all of our listeners have just been kind of simultaneously uh, despairing, looking at the news, avoiding the news. Like it's just, you know, it's, it's so, it's so devastating. It's so overwhelming that I'm just sort of like, Oh God. Um, Well, and there's this like kind of individual slash like um, collective need to disassociate a little bit yeah and like compartmentalize and i think that's i don't know i think that's just like a how people handle trauma and just been thinking about that so totally i I feel i feel you i feel you deeply but like on a totally superficial level um i would like a new hat okay so like a big straw sun hat or yeah i'm thinking like straw sun hat vibes the problem is i have a large head so okay. like a lot of the very cute femi hats which are like the kind that i gravitate towards yes they come in one size and like that size does not fit my head so that is very frustrating to me so i guess what i'm asking is um where are the hats, the cute hats for people with large heads? Do you know what your head size is? Like, have you ever measured your head? Because that is a I thing. have. Yes. No, I know. I have measured my head. Um, so I do know like roughly what what size I'm looking for. I got um, I, I got a hat that I was that I was excited about from a company called Barrier that I saw on my friend Carly Weisel's Instagram. I was influenced. Um, But it's like too floppy. It's not a straw hat. It's a tie-dye print sun hat. Oh, cute. Okay. And it's cute, but like, I like, it's like hard to see (laughs) when I'm wearing it. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? You know those kinds of hats? Yes, where they like flop down into your face. I actually have yeah. a visor. I have a ha- hat that does that and I never wear it and it makes me mad. Yeah, it's too floppy. So I yep. need something a little less floppy. <sighs> so I have a giant straw hat that I wear. Um, I think Quicksilver makes... It's like kind of a very common style hat you see around here. It's just like a big ass straw hat that you can like yeah. literally probably buy at like walmart i bought mine at, my kid was buying like softball cleats and i saw the hat at the at the store because i tend to at like the sporting goods store i tend to like squash hats very quickly abby arad makes a gorgeous mm-hmm. looking hat um on her site your stylist says but i don't know what the measurement of the hat is it's currently sold out it's also you know it's a hundred dollar hat but it is like a gorgeous straw hat that i'm obsessed mm-hmm. with i i want to buy it you should check it out but i don't know oh, if it would the fit the best hat yes would it fit your ample hat this head definitely, i don't know I'll, I'll tell you right now this will not fit me okay all right well we need to go hat shopping for you yeah i think we do now would you be open to like a jaunty cap or a top hat or anything like that or are we really just thinking like a, a fedora hat kate <laughs> a fedora i think you're just saying that to troll me i am i'm trolling you but you know you're what trolling look, me a panama hat would look awesome on you i used to have a panama hat and it got squished um yeah i need to just i need to really look for something Madewell has something called yeah, I was just the Packable say, Hat. Maybe Madewell. I think I used to have that hat, actually. I feel like I did, too. I feel like I had this and I ruined it at some point. This is the yeah. problem with a hat. This yeah. is the problem with a hat. I will say I have also bought a really good hat that's like an SPF gardener yeah. hat. Mm-hmm. I bought it on Amazon. And I will find a link. I don't know if it would fit your head, but it's a great, it's like the most durable hat. I wear it in the pool. I wear it everywhere. I've had it for years. And yeah, it's a great, it's a great hat. It maybe isn't the most stylish, but I don't know. Like, is that what you're, are you looking for like a cool hat? It's by Sloggers. That's the name, which is a crazy name for a company, Sloggers. I mean, I kind of am looking for a cool hat. Like I have, okay. I have uncool hats. I'm like, okay. I'm set in the uncool hat category. If I just want to cover my head and like be sun you protected, can do that. I'm set. I want a cute hat. Okay. She wants a cute hat. Okay. So look at this, this slogger's hat. Again, I didn't send you like the right size, but this hat is cute and functional. Oh, they make like gardening clogs. That's why their name is sloggers. <sighs> All right, the quest the quest continues. The quest does continue. Now this the sloggers one that you just sent me appears to only be one size, which is just Well, you know, I have one, so the next time we get together, I can bring my sloggers hat and you okay. can try it on your head. Oh, so, maybe they hmm, maybe they do. I'm have looking them. here and I've had my sloggers hat for 10 years and it's wow, still good. Oh, Kate. Yeah. Yeah, really wow. loyal customer of sloggers. I can't stop saying sloggers. That's what I've learned. I mean, it's a pretty funny name. What a ridiculous word. What a ridiculous word. Um, okay, this is this is very helpful. Thank you, Kate. Ooh, I did just find one on Amazon that is kind of cute and comes in medium and large. 
Hmm. All right. I feel like you need to tootaloot over to G Thanks just bought oh, it. Wait, Facebook I just group. clicked on one that I was like, this one's cute. And it comes in medium large. And then it says that I purchased another variation one time. Of oh, this no. Hat. What? I own this, not the sloggers <laughs> one, a different one. But wait one a second. I was like, this one's cute. And then it's like, you own this. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you already have the hat. Yes, that you like. Okay, but where is it? Is the question. Where is it? Yeah. Wait, this is really funny. Where is this hat? (laughs) Okay, I will. I will. (laughs) I will look into this. (laughs) I'll get to the bottom of this. Crazy. Dory (laughs) secretly has a hat. (gasps) Uh (laughs) Oh my god! You have the hat, but you didn't realize you had the hat. Oh boy! Story of my freaking life. That's okay. It's okay. (sighs) <sighs> okay. Okay. Wow. This was fun. This this really was really was fun. Um we should introduce our guest today. Oh, we have such an amazing guest on the show today. Tracy Thomas is talking to us. She is the host and creator of the amazing podcast The Stacks which is a wonderful book podcast that she created to talk about books and the ways they shape our cultural understanding of race, gender, politics, and what it means to be alive. She's talked to everyone from Angelina Jolie to Britt Bennett, and she lives in Los Angeles with her husband, who, if you listen to the podcast, you know she refers to as Mr. Stacks and her twins, the mini Stacks. So um, cute. We had a we had a great conversation with her. She answered some reader questions. Um, it was a really wonderful dialogue. Wonderful dialogue? That sounds so formal, but it was just like... Conversation. <laughs> yeah. She was just so fun to talk to and and is so... Oh my gosh. I, I sat down at my desk and I found the three post-it notes filled with book recommendations from Tracy. She yeah, has so many good get, ones. You're going to get a lot of book recs from this episode. Yeah, so just, I mean, we'll list them all. So don't worry about scribbling them all down. All right. Well, here's Tracy. We'll be right back. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology 
that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite honey love piece. Let me, let me just tell you why. Yeah. Get into it. Do you want to tell me why? No, no. I was just (laughs) going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes. That's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the US and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with glorious dynam it can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio it can be learning to cook indian food or designing a space that you love masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors so whether you want to master like negotiation with chris voss or think like a boss with martha stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with petra collins Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. 
And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Tracy, we are so excited to have you on Forever 35. Welcome to the show. Yay. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, Well, we do always like to start by asking our guests about a self-care practice that they have. And we know that you have some. So. I do? Okay. We'll see. I mean. I mean, I guess I do. Um, I take baths. I love a bath. Mm -hmm. But I don't. It's not like a practice. It's like when I can take a bath, I take a bath, but I'm not like, okay, I need to take my bath. Like it's not like Mm -hmm. a ritual. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So like some weeks I'll take like three baths and then I haven't taken a bath in like a month right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do yoga every day. That is my, one of my New Year's resolutions was to do some yoga every day. Some days it's only five minutes. Some days, you know, I get a good 45 hour in um, and walking and I don't know. I'm like, I have to be honest with you guys. I'm really surprised you want to have me on your show because I'm like not serum-y. I'm not face masky. I use the same like six products always since I was in high school. I never try new things. I have anxiety around beauty. So I was like, I hope I have something to say that's going to be useful. Oh my God. Yes. First of all, we have so many listeners who are like, oh my God. So I think we have a wonderful crossover. Number two, books are such an important part of self-care. More than skincare. Number three, I'm dying to know your six products that you've used since high school. Okay. This is so (laughs) embarrassing. Not all since high school, some since college, but my, (laughs) I, so I don't shampoo my hair. I just want people to know I have very curly hair. Uh, it's there's no shampoo except for when I go in to get my hair cut like once or twice a year. My gal like does the shampooing, but otherwise only conditioner. And I use Herbal Essence, the pink conditioner for color treated hair, even though my hair is not color treated. And I use Herbal Essence. And then I use Paul Mitchell, the conditioner for styling. 
So instead of like putting like gel in, I put in this like leave-in conditioner. And then I use Herbal Essence spray gel for like spraying and setting. And that's it for my hair. I use Jergens lotion all over my body. My newest product product to my world is I started using Supergoop um, sunscreen. Mm-hmm. The one in the pod. I don't know. I don't know. I know there's a lot. I don't know. I use the one that my friend gave me and I liked. Um, and I use Dove <laughs> liquid soap or whatever body wash and like that's it. And Clinique mascara when I wear makeup. I use the same Clinique. That's <laughs> like all of these things I've been using for so long that I just like anytime something new enters my world, I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I love, I feel like Herbal Essence. So Herbal Essence came out when I was in high school. I don't know how old you are, Tracy. I don't want to presume I'm you're 35 also- forever, okay. but I'm actually 35 for like a few more weeks. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> So I'm 43 and I can remember when Herbal Essence came out mm-hmm. and I can, and it was like the rage, but also the smell mm-hmm. is so good. Mm-hmm. I will still buy Herbal Essence. Like that doesn't seem crazy to me. That seems well, like a delicious drugstore brand. I have some shocking news for you. Okay. I'm ready. Herbal Essences was founded in 1971. Stop. Yes. I know what so you remember. Was- you remember the sexy ad campaign. Yes, the mm-hmm. orgasm yeah. ads yep. where the, the women, women were orgasming yep. using that shampoo in like yeah, love was- flowery showers, mm-hmm. and they were like, ah. yes. like remember there was like yes. someone like in like a bathroom, like a public bathroom, or like an airplane oh. or something, and like, and then she like came out, and it was sort of the like I'll have what she's having moment or mm-hmm. whatever. Yes, yeah. First of all, I wish number one that washing my hair would would do some would make me come, but two, uh, I think those are great pro. Like those are sounds like tried and true. Yeah. Stars. When you have curly hair like mine or period, I just feel like when you find something that works, it's different. Like you can't just be fucking yes. around with like, like, oh, someone sent me this. I'm like, that's nice. Mm-hmm. This goes directly in the trash can. Like mm-hmm. I can't touch it. My life will be ruined. Um, but yeah, so I just use the same like five ba- like I don't use anything I can't get at the grocery or the I guess the grocery store or the drugstore. I do have some makeup that I recently purchased because I started doing things in person again and I was like mm. I don't wear anything on my skin ever and sometimes, you know, with the lights you need a little something. So I got like a yeah. tinted moisturizer, but I couldn't tell you the brand. It's nice. It works. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I ask you about your yoga practice yes. real quick? Are you, uh, when you practice, do you follow a class or a teacher or anything online, or are you just practicing asana and poses yourself and whatever like comes to your body? So this year I've been doing um, my Peloton yoga classes, Mm. but I've been taking Mm -hmm. yoga since 2007 or so. So like I can do my own class, like I can do a little flow, I I can take myself through a practice. I have like fake taught, I once went to a resort and the teacher didn't show up. So I fake taught a class for people. So like I'm like pretty good at yoga. Um, But for now, I just do the Peloton classes and you know, I've got like three teachers I like and then I hate everyone else because I have a bad attitude and I'm really <laughs> high. I'm like really picky when it comes to fitness instructors. So, um, but yeah. Well, Tracy, you are a former fitness instructor. I am a former fitness instructor. And I have taken your class. Yeah. You were a great, you were a great teacher. You Thank were a spin you. instructor at the Flywheel in Larchmont mm-hmm. in Los Angeles and yeah, RIP um, so to that sad. Flywheel. Um, but yeah, so do you think being a fitness instructor made you a more discerning 
fitness certainly participant. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But also, I am one of those people who like despises everything sort of because I enjoy mm. I enjoy disliking things like I enjoy picking things mm-hmm. apart. And mm-hmm. so I always like before I ever taught, I knew I just I don't know. I think because I maybe I was a when I was a performer, you learn how to like talk about and think about performance. And so I have always picked apart my fitness instructors. Does that translate uh, to your life as a reader? Being picky? You're yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like love to hate a book. I, I, to me, if something doesn't evoke like criticism or conversation or whatever, it's not worthy. Like I would much rather read a book I hate and talk about it and like dissect it than to read something that's sort of like mediocre and just be like, yeah, it was fine. Like, mm. yes, I had the same same feeling as an author where I was like, well, some people have really hated my work, but it's better that they have a strong reaction mm-hmm. to it then be blasé and just forget mm-hmm. it. I mean, I, at least I try to tell myself that maybe to make myself feel better. But I do think as a reader, mm-hmm. it's way more interesting to hate a book than to be bored by a book. Yeah. And I feel like we, we're we really comfortable as like a society and a culture, like criticizing television or films, even ones that we like, but being like, this was really great, but that performance was really bad. Or this was really bad, but how great was Meryl Streep in this? You know, And I feel like mm-hmm. in books... It's like you have to like it or not like it. And I'm like, look, the mm. sentences were horrible, but the plot was so great. Or like the book was really weird and bad, but there were three scenes that were just knock you, like take your breath away. And I feel like mm, I like to talk about art in that way. Like same with the theater. That's where my background is. And like, you know, if I see a musical and there's like one insanely good number or 10 insanely good numbers and one really bad one. I'm going to want to talk about the bad one too. Like I'm I'm not the mm-hmm. just like I'm not the if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all person because I think like criticism is really valuable and I like it and it's it brings me joy to be a critic. Okay, I have a question about this. Is there a point at which you will give up on a book? Like do you yes. do you say I need to give a question. book 50 pages or Or is it just sort of like... It depends on why I'm reading it. So like if I'm reading it for the show, for work, I always finish. There, I will not say which one, but there's been one book, two books in the history of the show that I did not finish and I still did the interview. Um, One was because I really did not like the book and the other one was because I just ran out of time. It was like a last minute interview and it was a long book. But I won't say which ones. Hopefully no one can tell. Um, So usually if it's for work, I finish it. Um, Yeah. But if I don't like something, I stop. Yeah. For sure. It just depends. I, I, I can usually tell if I'm going to like it. And sometimes if I'm not sure, I might like ask my followers like, because people now sort of know my taste. So there's, I have some friends right. in the book world that I'm like, am I going to like this? I'll text them. Or mm. I'll be like, I'm reading this. Is this getting better? Or is this it? Like I'm this far in. What's the vibe? Um, But put it down. Do you know how many television yeah. shows I don't finish? Totally. I feel like people have so much angst about not finishing books. People are so weird about books. I'm like, relax. It's a book. Like, <laughs> Could you imagine if your friend was like, no, I have to finish Ozark because I'm four episodes in. I'm like, but do you know there's like 40 more and you don't even like it? Like you're not going to. And like you would be like, yeah, don't finish it. It's the same. But for a book, it's like, no, I still have to read 500 pages and I fall asleep every time I read it. I'm like, okay, it's not a book for you. Like let it go. And like as an author, I would never want someone reading one of my books to feel obligated to finish it. Like it doesn't have to be for everyone. If you don't like it, 
stop reading it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's so many books in the world. It's like, yes. you just don't like it and that's okay. And you know, sometimes I have to push through for, for work related reasons. And like, I, I hate when I have to do that. Like, I'm just like, I know I don't like this book and I still have to think mm-hmm. about it and like talk about it. But mm-hmm. if it's just a pleasure read for me, it's done. And also you can pick up a book again. If you decide totally. you re- like it's like calling yes. to you, just pick it up. Like no one is like, take like, okay, Sarah put the book down on this date. Like <laughs> the gods are going to smite her. You know, like who cares? You're fine, Sarah. You're fine. <laughs> can can you give our listeners background of the Stacks podcast and just kind of uh, share your inspiration for starting it? How How you kind of became yeah. both a book person and a podcast person? Ooh, how I became a book person? I'm not sure. I grew up reading. My family reads. I'm a reader. I like reading. Um, but how the Stacks came to be was I, so I lived in New York for a while. I loved reading. I would read a lot on the subway. Um, then I moved to LA in 2012 and I sort of stopped reading. And in 2016, I was like, I miss reading. Like I'm going to set a goal for myself. I'm going to read one book a month for the year. And I like on December 29th, I finished my 12th book and I was like, wow, I'm a phenomenal person. Have you ever met someone who's as talented <laughs> and incredible as me? So then I was like, in 2017, I'm going to read 13 books. And in about like May 2013, 2017, I just like something clicked and I ended up finishing the year at 24 books. But I read like up until May, I read one book a month. So like the back half, I was reading a lot more. And then um, towards the end of 2017, I read this book called Blood in the Water, which is about the Attica prison uprising. One of my favorite books. And when I finished it, I was like, I really want to talk about this book. And I reached out to my mom and she like didn't like her memory of the events was like not fulfilling to what I had just read. And I asked another like family friend who's older and like he also didn't really remember it. So I like went to try to find a podcast on it and I could only find two episodes. One was like a lawyer podcast. So they were talking about all the legal like legalese or whatever they call it. And I was like, <laughs> not exactly what I'm looking for. And then the other one was like, I don't can't remember what it was. I can't find the episode anymore, but it was like The New Yorker or something. And they were talking about it like in the most highfalutin, like just like mm. totally unaccept, like, unaccessible, but also like they weren't talking about the racial politics. They weren't talking about the political ramifications. They were like talking about the text a little bit too much and sort of like ignoring mm. what the book was saying. And I was like, I wish there was a show talking about the kind of books that I want to talk about in the way that I want to talk about them. And so then in 2018, I was like, maybe I should just like try to make a book show and like, I don't know, see how it goes. And so I asked like all my, like the first three episodes are, or the first three guests are like an English teacher friend, my now sister-in-law who was a PhD candidate at the time, and then a screenwriter friend. Because I was like, these people will know how to talk about writing because I don't know that Mm. I know how to do this yet. So Mm. I was like, let me get like the most (laughs) booky people I can think of to come and help me. Um, and that's really like how this show started um, was just me wanting to talk about books in the way that I wanted to talk about it, which was like not just talking about the text, but talking about like the implications and what it means for our world and, you know, what is exciting and what is not exciting and what is good and what is not good. Um, and like, what does this mean? And, you know, just like asking questions like you would ask if you were in a book club that actually talked about the book and not just drank wine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> an actual, an actual book yeah. club. Imagine that. And what is your personal relationship to reading like? Like, 
like when do you, your mom, you have twins, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you work, you have a job. Like when do you find time? Do you ever get into reading slumps? Mm-hmm. Like what are your habits as a reader? Um, yeah. So this is my job now. I don't have another job anymore. Um, it's just because a lot of people are like, how do you read so much? I'm like, well, if you spent 40 hours a week around books, like you would read more too, probably. Um, but I get in reading slumps for sure. Uh, they're awful. I, in case you can't tell, I'm a very goal-oriented person. As I mentioned, I do yoga every day. That's like my goal for the year. Um, and last year, I started a goal, which was read 10 pages a day. So no matter what, I read 10 pages a day. Last year, I missed it once. This year, I've missed it once so far. Um, but otherwise, it's a minimum of 10 pages. Some days, I read 200 pages. Some days, I read nine and a half pages and call it 10. Um, <laughs> But that's just to like keep the muscle going for me because if I stop, mm. I always worry that like I'll just have to cancel the show the next day. You know, like, I'm like I gotta keep reading, keep reading. Um, I do listen to audiobooks a lot. That helps me um, to read like when I'm doing chores or out on a walk with my kids. Um, it helps me to also just like I when I'm reading for the show, I like to read with my eyes because I remember better that way. But listening to audiobooks, like it allows me to take in more books than I would if I was only able to read with my eyes. So it's sort of like I use that for maybe like a celebrity memoir, like something that I'm not doing on the show, but I'm just curious about. Um, I also, you know, I try not to be too hard on myself around reading. Like I think as we talked about before, I just think people are really critical of themselves around reading. I think because like reading is supposed to be this intellectual activity or something stupid that like white men decided was how we're going to talk about this thing because at a certain point in time, they were the only ones who could do it. Um, But I just like, I don't know, sometimes I have a really hard time reading and I do it. And sometimes I'm like in a groove and it feels great. And like, that's just you know, what it is, just like exercise. Like sometimes you're just feeling really fit and strong and you're like, yeah, I'm going to crush this 10 mile run. And some days you're like, I'm going to walk two blocks and I'm going to go lay down on my couch. And like, that's the same for me for reading. What do you track your goals in? Are you a bullet journal person? Do you have an app? I have an app. What are you? Okay. This is, I got this app this year. Um, I don't know what it's called. Last year I had a different app. I didn't like it as much. This app is called Snap Habit. And it's sort of like a, a bujo. You like put in your goals and then it, I'll show you guys what it looks like. Other people, you'll just have to Google it. But um, I haven't actually been tracking that though, like recently. But so you put in like your goals here and then you like you can click when you achieve the goal. So like you can see. Oh, I love this. Kind of mm. see. So it has like boxes. Anyway, so yeah, I have drink 64 ounces of water. I also like to, sorry, I like to make my goals low so that I feel like mm-hmm. achieving yes. them. So like my yes. goal is 64 ounces of water a day, every day. Most days I'm in the 80, 100, 120 range, but 64, so like on travel days, sometimes I just don't get it in and I like to get it in. And so, you know, I, I have walk 5,000 steps a day and usually I walk closer to 10, but I did it lower because I finally have some childcare. And so like a day like today, I'm probably not going to walk at all. Um, so that's sort of how I set, track my goals and set my goals. Well, we have a lot of listener questions for okay. you. I feel like we, I could, I could just pick your brain for the rest of the hour, but we should, yeah. we should honor our listeners. Okay. Requests. I hope these are good people. Um, Cause I'll critique okay. your questions. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Here's the first, here's the first, uh, someone is looking for a recommendation. 
romance novels with substance or underlying message of social justice. Oh my God. I'm not a romancy person. Um, let me just say this before I give a recommendation. So for people who don't know me, my genre of choice is like nonfiction about some sort of huge cover up scandal scam. So like, <laughs> I was big on Elizabeth Holmes long before the dropout or whatever. Like I haven't even yeah. seen the dropout because I was like, I already know this bitch's story inside out. Um, <laughs> Jonestown is a favorite topic of mine. I love a rom-com to watch with my eyes, but for whatever reason, reading it, it just doesn't work for me because I'm ahead of it because I know it's going to happen. And it doesn't, it's not like, I know for a lot of people, it's like a fun escape, but for me, I'm just like, okay, they're going to get together. Like, let's get there because I'm a slow reader. So it's like eight hours to get there. But if I'm watching the movie, it's like, okay, Kate Hudson, Matthew McConaughey, they're kissing. Oh, we're good. Iconic, iconic, yeah. two iconic romance. Exactly. Actors, like the yellow say. dress and how to lose a guy in 10 days. If I had to read that, it would take me four days to get there and i'd be like you know what i'm ahead of you you know frost yourself or whatever so all that being said my most recent favorite romance novel which i think has substance and some underlying social justice issues maybe i don't know it's got it's about black people so i don't know if that's what you're trying to say but um it's seven days in june by tia williams oh, yeah so good. so good we had her on the show we love so she great? yeah i yes. mean the book, is, and her so book good. is so good Okay, well, if you had her on, people probably know, but it's about a single mom. She suffers from migraines, which I thought was really great. Like a little, just like, you know, Tia does a really good job of like talking about a bunch of different things without being like, I'm going to talk about disability. Like I'm going to talk about totally. single mothers. She's just like, this character has these things going on and like, let's continue. The sex scenes aren't too sexy, which I could do a little more sexy. I don't like a full fledged everything personally. Again, I'd just rather watch it love Grey's Anatomy. I like that's that's mm. like the kind of thing I like to watch. Anyways, um and it and and the lead character, I can't remember her name, she's the black author and she has I know the boy, the guy's name is Shane. Um and he was an author also or, and they used to know each other and then they reconnect and it's just really good and I don't know, I loved it. So that's my romance recommendation, but I don't it's okay. I'm not like really romancy. Sounds you and Dory sound like you have very similar reading interests. Okay. I know Kate, yeah. you write romance novels. I do. I write and I read so much romance that it's like coming out of my ears. <laughs> um, but I should probably like take some recommendations from you both because I need to like it's it's hard it's hard to get out of the genre mm. that you read. And sometimes I'm like, that's fine. I should just read what I want to yeah. read. Yeah. No, you should read what you want to read. Well, on that topic, do you have any recommendations for gripping? novels to read listen to this person says while nursing to listen to novels okay i'm a more of a nonfiction audiobook person i feel like i'm doing really bad on these questions um, no, no, no okay not. might be oh god i don't do, do you think that the while nursing part means like something like that it should be like lighter or something like do you think that's why they, they included it i i think it's so interesting because they said a gripping yeah novel but I, I guess they just, I mean, as a person who did nurse, I would just watch TV on my phone. I didn't read while nursing. Oh, I read while I nursed. I read. And I read off my, this is really good. This is good. So I had twins. So I double nurse, like at the same time, football hold, right? And I got a Kindle and I would put my Kindle on my knee and I would use my nose to turn the pages. <laughs> <laughs> That's that yoga for you. Really, wow. really flexible on the spine. Like a lot, like a little. Two. Two babes on the boob, yeah, like this way. nose and then down, nose on the knee, 
turning the pages. Yeah. Same with while I was pumping. Yeah. Really just like, you know, because I couldn't just chill out. I had to be doing 19 things at once. Um, Okay. I don't know if this is a gripping novel for nursing specifically, like nursing time, but I listened to Station Eleven on audio and that's gripping. It's gripping. I just don't know if it's like... Take your mental health into consideration, people, uh, especially during this time of this pandemic, because I read this in 2018 on audio. And so it was like, this was not, I was thinking like, this is far-fetched. But I loved that book. (laughs) It's about a pandemic. Um, There's the TV show on HBO. It's very different from the book. So even if you've seen the show, you could still read the book. It doesn't matter. Um, And a a show I didn't finish. Um, Just just for transparency, another thing I didn't finish. Um, But I loved the narrator. She's very audiobook-y, but I just really liked her. Her name was also Kirsten, just like the main character, which I thought was interesting. Um, So that's a novel. If you want just like a really good audiobook, Trevor Noah's audiobook is so good. I know it's a memoir, it's, but it's a gripping story. It's so and good. He's so entertaining and he'll have you like laughing and feeling emotions. Um, and then this is also not a novel, but it's a really great audiobook. And I like to recommend it to people who are in transition points in their life. And I think if you're nursing, that probably means you're in a transition point of motherhood, even if it's mm-hmm. or parenthood even if it's not your first child, but you know, whatever. Um, it's Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strayed. It's a phenomenal audiobook. Mm. Cheryl Strayed reads it. Um, I've listened to the book twice. I've read the book off the page once. I love it so much. It makes me feel things. And because they're there, it's like an advice column, but it's not like advice. It's like loose advice. Um, but because it's structured that way, you could listen to like one and not have to go back to it for a while. So as new parenthood goes, things come up, you get distracted, you can't really focus. So it's kind of an easy thing to segment. So those would be my recommendations. The only one is what you asked for. Okay, well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, Okay. Which is visible on my (sighs) neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, 
our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. All right, we are back. Let's talk about nonfiction because as Kate said, I also love yes, a please. gripping nonfiction book. I also read Bad Blood yes. way before the dropout. Way before. So right there with you. Um, what have been a couple of your gripping nonfiction wrecks lately that you want to kind of shout out? Okay. Um, I loved Empire of Pain by Patrick Rodden yes. Keith. Me too. So good. Okay. Oh, I got to come up with some things you guys haven't read. Um, have you guys read South to America by Imani Perry? No. Okay. No, but I, that's on my TBR. It's phenomenal. You had her, you had her yeah. on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Imani Perry. So we did an Imani Perry book for book club, uh, in 2020. And then she came on this past March, I believe. Um, and she's phenomenal. She's one of the authors that I say that I, no, I know that in the future, I'm going to be like, I can't believe I was alive and living in the mm. world that Imani Perry was writing about and like writing into, you know, like she's to me that culturally important and will be in the future. Um, South to America is her examination of the South of America and sort of how it is the start and the the lead on things in America. And she goes through different states and regions in the South and talks about them. And it's sort of memoir and it's essay. And it's just like so complicated and beautiful. And the writing is so phenomenal. And that I listened to some of it on audio and the audio is really good. Imani reads it and she like does some of the little Southern drawl things, which is really fun. Um, so that's a book I've loved recently. What other nonfiction? Oh, I just finished reading um, David Dennis Jr.'s book called The Movement Made Us. It just came out like two weeks ago. Mm. Um, and his father is David Dennis Sr., who was on the first bus of the Freedom Rides. Um, wow. He was an organizer for CORE and COFO in the civil rights movement. And he's sort of like the Forrest Gump of the civil rights movement where it's like he had dinner with Medgar Evers the day before he was assassinated. He was supposed oh to God. be in the car right. with Goodman, Cheney and Schwerner. He, you know, knew, he knew everybody. He was in an organizing meeting with Martin Luther King Jr. And so it's this incredible story that if anybody wrote it as fiction, I would be like, okay, this guy was at all those places. Like, give me a break. But yeah. it's like an oral history sort of, but David Jr. has like, instead of it just being straight oral history, he's kind of like crafted it into narrative nonfiction, his father's story. So that's a really cool book okay. um, that I've loved recently. That's three. What else? Oh, Shine that's Bright by um, Danielle Smith, which is about, it's our book club yes. pick for May uh, or was our book. I loved your interview with her, oh by the way. God, she's so fucking cool. She's amazing. she's amazing. And it's about black women in pop music. And she tells her story and also the story of women like Whitney Houston, Janet Jackson, Mariah Carey, Aretha Franklin, Gladys Knight, uh, Marilyn McCoo, Denise Williams, like so many people, Sissy Houston, Dionne Warwick. And it, 
it's just so incredible. Her memory is insane. Like her ability to tell these stories and bring light to these figures that we sort of know, but like don't realize we don't know. Mm -hmm. So that's a really great book. Um, And that's sort of on the lighter side, though it of course is heavy because it has to do with racism and the erasure of black women from an industry that they are central to and are the beating heart of. So, you know, depends on how emotional you are when you read. It could make you pretty mad. I would really like to read that book. So I think I'm going to put that on my list. I like this question because I'm curious. Uh, people had had two questions. Favorite reading app. Okay. They said they like Libby, but the holds are too long. Okay. And we're both Libby users. Yeah. So, And then the other person asked for options other than Goodreads to keep tabs on their reads. So I'd love to kind of just dab into the digital side okay. of reading. So Libby is what I use. Um, I also use Scribd which like they do a monthly mm. unlimited Ooh, situation. I don't use and Scribd. It's, okay. You have to pay. It's eleven ninety nine a month, but it's unlimited and they do books, audiobooks, podcasts, um, some articles, I believe. I use it strictly for audiobooks at this point. Um, but that's another option if you're willing to pay and don't want to wait as long. Their selection isn't as... Like they don't have a lot of titles in certain spaces. Like sometimes they might have the audio, but they don't have the E or whatever. So sort of got to play around, but that's a good option. Um, I do not. I also use Libro FM, but you have to buy those books, but they support your independent mm-hmm. bookstore. So, you know, if, if, if the reason you're using Libby is because you don't want to spend money, then Libro FM is not a great option for you. But if you were just looking for another place to get audiobooks, Libro FM is a great option because a percentage of every sale goes directly to the independent bookstore of your choosing. So you can support your local indie or maybe you visited an indie on a trip and you're like, I love those people. And so you can support them in that way. Um, and then for tracking, my favorite topic. Um, so I use Goodreads personally for a few reasons. But another alternative to Goodreads, which is not owned by Amazon, is a company called Storygraph, which is very similar. Um, I, I'll i tell you why I haven't started using Storygraph yet, which has nothing to do with the company, but mostly because at this point in time, Goodreads is a place that a lot of bookstores and publishers use to gauge future book sales and orders and things like that. And so I would like to weigh in on the books in a space that might be meaningful for the authors. Um, Storygraph has better functionality. I just don't want to track my books in three different places. And you're wondering what that other place is. Well, I myself have built a reading tracker with some members of my Patreon. Um, It's one of the perks on my Patreon. And it is the joy of my life. Uh, (laughs) It is the most intense tracker ever. Fully customizable. I have every book that I've read since 2016. um, And it's title, author, page number, audiobook length if I listened, the country of origin for the author, the state of origin for the author, if what reason I read it for, where I got the book, if I got it from an indie bookstore, which indie bookstore, and it tracks all of this. And then there's a whole page of like data. And then I have my entire TBR there as well. Every book that comes into my house gets entered into it. Wow. It's a lot, but I built it. And then two of my incredible patrons, Sachi and Becky, helped me this year make it even better. And it's like sortable. (laughs) And it's really crazy. And once a year, I share it with my patrons. And so this is like 
the greatest thing that ever happened to me and I'm obsessed with it. So every book I finish, I put in there and then I also quickly go on Goodreads, give it a star rating and write my notes so that when I'm going to review later. So that's how I track. I, I appreciate the point you make as a writer. I appreciate the point you make about Goodreads because that is getting your book read by people on Goodreads is a whole, is a whole thing. Yeah. And it's, and promoting a book is a whole thing that I think yeah. isn't, you know, yeah. Quite discussed as you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, thank you for doing that. I really, I really appreciate you offering that point of view because it really does help. It does help yeah. the authors. Yeah, it makes a difference. And that's not. I mean, part of me is like, I should get on Storygraph also because that would be great if that was the resource that people used. But just being completely honest, like I tracking books in three different places is too much for me. Um, oh, that's a lot. So I just don't. But if you're looking for an alternative and you don't have an insane reading tracker like that is your life's passion, then <laughs> going to Storygraph is great. And and even still, you know, you could still have your Goodreads and leave a star rating when you finish a book or whatever. Or you know, you could kind of do both things. But for me, the two that I've chosen are Goodreads and my personal. Okay, I love this. This is very helpful. <laughs> if you are reading novels, mm-hmm. what what kind of novels are you reading? I mean, you mentioned Station Eleven, yeah. but um, is there anything else? Is it literary fiction? Is it mm-hmm. mysteries? Like what What are you reading in the fiction world? I'm reading literary slash contemporary fiction. I don't know the difference. Sorry. Um, fiction. <laughs> I don't know. General. Um, I'll read, as I mentioned, like a romance here and there. I'll read yeah. like a thriller here and there. I like plot. I don't like books that are where nothing happens, like where it's just like characters just like being alive. I I don't like that in movies. I don't like that in TV. I don't like that, period. I like things to happen. Um, I generally lean skew a little bit heavier in the topic. Um, I'm not so much a coming of age story person, though I read a lot of them. And that's all like my personal taste. If you look at what I've read for the show, it really skews. And like oftentimes I read things that I wouldn't normally read if left completely to my own devices. Um, and so, you know, I've definitely read things that aren't what I like, like seven days in June that I wouldn't normally read, right. but like, I'll pick it up because I read a lot. And so I feel like I have the time to be like, let me just throw in something random and just see if it hits. Um, so I try to read widely. I don't read horror. I am very easily scared. So horror is a hard no. It's the only genre that I'm just like, it's not happening because I have nightmares and I have really bad anxiety. And my husband works 24-hour shifts, so I'm home alone um, mm-hmm. pretty often. And so it's it just, sorry, horror authors, I respect you, whatever you do, but like, it's too scary. Can you do less? <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you on that. Do you have any suggestions for what people should be reading this summer? I know like summer reads Mm -hmm. is always the hot thing, but I do think people are more inclined to pick up a book Mm -hmm. in the summer. Mm -hmm. Summer reads. Okay. So let me just say this. First of all, any book you read in the summer is a summer read. Any book you read on the beach is a beach read. I don't do the like, oh, it's like gotta be, they're traveling through Italy. Like it's a no for me. It's already hard enough to read. So just read what you want to read. That's like my big mission statement. A book coming out next Tuesday, June 7th is called Night Crawling by Layla Motley. She is uh, an Oakland gal like me. The book is about another gal from Oakland named Kiara, 17-year-old girl who gets into sex work and becomes embroiled in the Oakland Police Department sex scandal. So it's based on that story from 2015, 17 wow. or so. Um, Layla is was 17 when she started writing the book. She'll be 20 in June. Um, 
she's incredible. The book is really great. It's very gripping. There's a lot of plot. Obviously, from what I've told you, you can probably imagine there's some heavy topics there. So like, you know, I'm warning you, it's about sex work. Just heads up, people. So that's a book. I And that's a novel. That's a book I would shout out as a summer book coming out soon. That's exciting. Um, I'm just started listening to Justin Tinsley's book about the notorious B.I.G. called It Was All a Dream. I'm not mm. a huge Biggie fan. I'm a Tupac person. I just never really got into Biggie. <laughs> but I'm like... 15% into the book and I am so into it. He's giving all this like historical context around like Christopher Wallace's childhood and upbringing and like making him make sense in the space, which I think people don't often do for black artists, especially rappers. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, he was a rapper and he did dealt coke. And it's like, yeah, he was born in 1972. Like that's a really important cultural moment post civil rights, pre-war on drugs, like in Brooklyn son of an immigrant like it's just really exciting to like get this context um mm-hmm. so that's a book i'm really excited about there's a book coming out i believe in august called the man who could move clouds and it's by ingrid rojas Contreras, and it's uh they're colombian and it's a memoir sort of about their family and um her mother and her father. And like, I don't really know. I just know that her novel was Fruit of the Drunken Tree. And I'm really excited about mm. this memoir. I, that's often like so, sort of how I pick books is I'm like, I'm curious and interested and we'll see. So that's another book that I'm sort of excited about to like get to read. Um, there's a book that my friend Crystal just finished and said was incredible, also about a sex worker and a violent crime. And this is nonfiction. And this person ended up in jail for murdering her pimp. Um, and it's called, I, I cry. Oh my God, I should have really made a full list. Um, I think it's called, I cried to dream again. Yeah, I cried to dream again. Um, and that just came out in May. So that's a book I'm really excited about. Sort of a nonfiction pairing to night crawling. Um, I wish I had something lighter. I feel like I've really gone really dark. I'm skewing dark today <laughs> and every day. Let's be honest. It's okay. It's honestly. great. We, yeah. Honestly, well, we don't, I think as readers, I definitely don't read too dark of a book so it's good to have you have you share deeper books because i'm sitting here reading like endless romance series oh so, i have one more book that i'm really excited about ooh, sorry yes, 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 i have yes. to say this one so the first book club book we ever did on the show was exit west by mosin hamid hamid right. and um he's got a new book out i think in august called the last white man and i know very little about it but it has to do with like a world where everybody's white or maybe everybody's brown. I can't mm. remember, but I'm hearing good things. I'm very excited to read it. And so that's another book I'm very excited about. Amazing. These are great recommendations. Thank yes, you. I've, thank I've you. written them all down on my little <laughs> post-it notepad. Um, well, Tracy, where can our listeners find you if they want to listen to the show, follow your Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. So you can get the stacks wherever you get your podcasts, as people say, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podlink is a great resource. Um, 
every Wednesday, new episodes of the show. Uh, the Stacks Instagram is at the Stacks Pod. I review every single book I read, though sometimes it takes a while for me to get the reviews posted because I get bored. Um, and I hate writing, but that's a whole other story. Um, but <laughs> it's there with a lot of other bookish content and, you know, I'm reachable there if you are looking for a recommendation or something, though. You may not get a response right away. Sorry. I'm trying to work on work-life balance. Uh, and, and then, you know, the website is thesaxpodcast.com. If you like the show, it's a completely independent podcast. You can join the Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash the stacks and get bonus episodes and the tracker at the end of the year, which, and you can go back and you can retroactively import all your books. You can even export from Goodreads and do that. Ooh. I got you. Anyways, so those are all the places I think you can find me. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course. Thank you for having love me. love chatting with you. It was so fun. So we are also going to be on the stacks. We're going to be on Tracy's show um, probably in the next few weeks, but we will be sure to let everyone know so you can check us out there. Yay. Yay. Thank Thanks. you, Tracy. Thank you. I am going to need to put a major order in at the old local bookstore. Oh, yeah, I know. Me well, too. Especially because a lot of, I might actually do some um, audiobooks here because a lot oh. of Tracy's recommendations are nonfiction and I love a nonfiction audiobook. You know, Kate, I don't think I knew that about you. Oh, really? Yeah. That you oh. preferred a nonfiction audiobook. I don't think I knew that. I I'll read I'll like listen to a fiction book and I will read nonfiction, but I actually prefer listening to nonfiction. Yeah. Really? There's there's like a storytelling element to nonfiction that I just feel like lends itself well to audio. Yeah, I hear that. Well, we've also so like I feel like in the last few years we've gotten used to listening to nonfiction podcasts. I think that's it. So there's a lot of crossover there. Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. Totes. Totes my goats, as my children would say. Totes my goats. Well, Kate, how did your bedtime go? You know what? It's going pretty well. I'm not going to lie. I am kind of nailing this earlier bedtime thing. I think it's it's in part like the routines that I'm starting to establish at night and mm. also just going directly to bed after I put my kids to bed instead of mm -hmm. like going out to work or like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know, trying to clean the house. I'm really making myself ignore all the things I would normally pay attention to and go right to bed. And it is really feels so much better for my body. So um, it is still what time, it is, what mm -hmm. time do your kids go to bed? We, um, my nine-year-old, we try to do eight to eight thirty, and my eleven-year-old like nine, which I, which and like sometimes we'll push it, which I think is early. Like they have some friends who are in bed later, but like they mm -hmm. are so tired. Like they totally have to wake them up for school when they're still getting like you know ten hours of sleep. So they they um, protest their bedtimes and we'll extend, you know, we'll make them later in the summer. But yeah, I try to, I try to have like everybody lights out 9 PM. So then at nine, you're just like, all right, my, like my wind down is starting. I I'm tr really trying. And sometimes I have to really make sure that I'm not looking at TikTok for three hours because mm -hmm. I will do that. So I, 
I try to begin my like, I wash my face, I do my light mask, I do my new journals. Um, and then I try to get into bed and read. I love this. You know, also like talk to my husband, et cetera, et cetera. You know. Sure, sure. Yeah. But I'm not staying up and watching TV because otherwise that would like rile me up. Okay. Unless it's Girls 5 Eva, which I can watch before bed because that's a lighthearted show. Oh, interesting. Oh, I love Girls 5 Eva. Yeah. Second season out now. Okay. Um, Onward with what me. About, what about this week? What do you have going on? Okay. So this week I am going to take a moment to figure out how to slow my ass down and enjoy the summer because I don't know if this happens to anybody else, but summer arrives and it feels like a whirlwind, a whirlwind. That's not a whirlwind. A whirlwind. <laughs> whirlwind. <laughs> a whirlwind. It feels like a wind gusting across the world. I just, I every year I want to enjoy summer and savor summer, and every year it just feels like a frantic rush. Um, mm. I think because of travel and. Yeah, people being home and my work for whatever reason always seems to get busy in the summer with the books I'm working on. So, how can I slow down? That's mm, what I'm thinking about. Okay. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a like a a headier intention this week. Yeah, it's on the mind. It's on the mind. I like that. Thank you. Um. Well, Kate, last week my intention was to move my body every day. I you know I didn't do this every day. I don't think there were a couple of days in there where like, I don't know, I just didn't. So I'm still like trying to do that. But my intention this week is kind of like a, like a classic. I need to clean off my desk. Oh, Dory. Yeah. What's going on with the desk? What's on it? I mean, what isn't on it? Literally, like what is not on this? When we record this podcast, I can't see. I don't see your desk, so I I just see your head and a microphone. So I always imagine that your desk is clean. But you're telling me Mm -hmm. that your entire house is located on your desk. Is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Pretty much. So yeah. So I need to take care of that. There's also like, you know, bills and like all this stuff that I put on my desk to like deal with and then I just like forget. So I need to just deal with everything. Yep. Yep. So that's where I'm at this week. Well, onward we go. Indeed. <sighs> well, Dory, let's remind everybody that February 35 is hosted and produced by Dory Shafrir and Kate Spencer. It's produced and edited by Sam Junio and Sammy Reed is our project manager. Our network partner is Acast. Thank you all so much for listening. Bye.